Hi, I'm Leithon Hines and this is How to Fall Apart, a podcast about picking up pieces. This week's guest is stylist Paula Hughes. Paula's eldest daughter Kayla was diagnosed with Rett syndrome when she was 13 months old. Rett syndrome is a rare genetic, neurological and developmental disorder which affects the way the brain develops. In Ireland, there are approximately 70 known cases. Symptoms include loss of movement and coordination, loss of communication abilities, seizures, pain and difficulty swallowing, amongst many other potential symptoms. Despite this, when you meet Paula and her husband Emmett, the couple give off such an impression of positivity, of a life enjoyed to the full despite its difficulties. Paula talks about how they eventually got their diagnosis for their daughter, how they coped with the extreme sleep deprivation in the early years, how they taught their daughter to communicate and how Kayla's enjoyment of food eventually inspired the creation of their family business, Kayla's Kitchen, which is a delivery service providing home-cooked food throughout the country. So I suppose if we can start with when Kayla was born. Yeah. Um, and she was absolutely, there was nothing that yeah. gave you any red flags? No, nothing at all. Um, we used to notice that her eye contact was so strong and people used to say, oh my God, she's looking into your soul. Um, she would just completely look into the to the retina of your eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the only thing that was unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until she was 11 months, I suppose, where she, you know, stopped developing and and it was nearly overnight where my father bought her a little shape sorter, a wooden shape sorter where you put the square into the square, the circle into the circle and the pieces just, she couldn't get it and she wasn't engaged and she would put the pieces in her mouth um, and just, it, it just seemed to stop overnight mm-hmm. and um, we started to get concerned and you know, try and do colouring with her and the crayons would go into her mouth. And it wasn't a teething. It was because, she, you know, we were losing her. You could lose, we were losing her engagement and losing her, I suppose, concentration, really. And um, we took her to early services and uh, they said, confirmed, yes, we think there's something up. Mm-hmm. We are concerned with our words, which was which was a good sort of answer. They, they didn't uh, fob us off or anything like yeah. that. And uh, then we started to try and get on lists to see uh, pediatricians and neurologists. And um, eventually we got uh, her diagnosis, I think it was nine months later. Nine months, yeah, really? Yeah. So. And what was she, how was she doing in that time? She'd regressed quite a bit. Her... The stereotypes developed, which were hand to mouth, constantly putting her hands in her mouth and okay. pulling at her tongue. Okay. Uh, I suppose we started to feel like we were losing her a little bit, yeah. losing the character. Um, and she, I suppose she just, uh, you know, the, the sleep got worse. Um, I have described it as sometimes holding uh, an angry pit bull in your arms because she was so, so distressed and the Rett syndrome was taking over her body like a weed. Okay. Slowly. 
and uh, she she didn't know what was going on with it. We didn't know. Mm-hmm. We we could only read up on it and. Uh, you know, this is before, I suppose, when she was diagnosed, we read up on it. But before then, mm. we didn't know. And she was, now that we know, she must have been having terrible headaches. Okay. Um, and and not understanding what was going on with her body and not being able to use her hands as much as she used to. Her legs weren't working as much as they used to. She lost the ability to say words. Mm. Um, so when the, when the diagnosis came, of course, it was... You know, our world fell apart because we didn't actually expect it to be as bad okay. as as Rett syndrome. Had it kind of like I would imagine watching your child in, in that situation had it pretty much taken over your lives at that stage or? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it was everything. It yeah. was just pull the shutters in. You know, uh, I think my I think I'd had uh two miscarriages in the space of that time. I think I had a miscarriage the, the month she was diagnosed and my brother got diagnosed with motor neuron disease in the same month, it was February. And I suppose we, we, we couldn't even go see him, you yeah. know, because okay. if I went to see him, I'd have to tell him. Yeah, okay. You know, so that month, I, I think we just avoided contact with everybody. Um, but yeah, I remember the day of the diagnosis, sitting out in the car just before we went in and... I just thought our, our our worlds are going to come crashing down, um, you know, mm. in the next mm. 10 minutes, probably. Mm. Um. <laughs> you want a glass of water? Bro? No, it's fine. It's always. Of course it is. Always does. try. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, you know, within the within two months of the diagnosis, I was on a plane to New York. I met the top neurologist in the world for Rett syndrome. Um, I had 40 minutes with her. I met one of the lead women in researching for Rett syndrome, you know, and I I suppose that's your reaction straight away is what can we find out? How quickly can we find out everything and how mm. can we help? Mm. And, you know, can, can you we describe help? what Rett syndrome is? So it's a neurodevelopmental disorder. Yeah. Um, and so your the neurons in your brain are like a tree and as you develop as you grow older from a baby that the, the branches grow further and further um but with kayla they grew but then they grow back again so she oh. that's what the regression is okay um so there's a long list of um issues with it it's considered severe to profound she would be on the milder end of that um you lose the ability, well, actually 99% of the girls lose the ability to talk. It only affects girls because it's to do with the X chromosomes and Y chromosomes and boys only have one X and one Y, so they don't survive in the womb. Okay. But the girls um, do survive and, and it's like the the chromosomes are switched off. Yeah. So they, are, they have done a lot with research and... Um, I suppose to sum it up quite briefly and quickly, they've mm. managed to reverse Rett syndrome in mice. So, so it's the research is incredible, and okay. uh, there's a lot of hope there for mm. finding a cure. Mm. Whether it comes in Gaila's lifetime or not, I don't know. But um, and so part of the problem is in diagnosing is that the symptoms are so wide ranging that it presents 
almost uniquely in each child is that right that they can be slow to diagnose it because quite slow yeah, yeah it's often confused as uh, autis- autism and okay Kayla you know a few times people thought okay. oh, she's autistic okay I, I suppose you know as a parent mm, it doesn't make sense yeah um, so I you think got the, the giveaway was that she was developing a stereotypy of hand to mouth which is quite mm. typical of Rett syndrome okay um, and uh, you, she would have or Rett syndrome girls would have symptoms of cerebral palsy mm. epilepsy dyspraxia apraxia um, a long list okay of um, symptoms and issues when they gave you the diagnosis did they also give you a plan or suggest a plan of this is what we do now no no. Uh, in terms of like treatment to manage symptoms or help her with things or? No. no. And still to this day, you wouldn't really get that, I suppose. Um, you would treat every issue as it comes. OK. Um, you know, say, for instance, at the moment, her drooling has is severe okay um so we now use patches to decrease the saliva the, the drooling there's patches that you can put behind the ear and okay it's incredible they're for actually travel sickness and nausea okay um but they so like a pressure point yeah, yeah. so they reduce the okay the uh, the drooling which is good for people handling her mm-hmm. you know they're more inclined to mm. handle her in school and mm. carers mm. You know, if she's not drooling everywhere and we were changing her bibs every maybe six times a day. Now we're only changing it once. Okay. Little things like that. Um, OK, so it's kind of firefighting as you go along. Absolutely. Um, so sleep as well would have been the issue. Was, yeah. yeah, that so was a big issue. She was two, nearly two when you got the diagnosis originally. Yes. And you got further information from the doctors in New York. And th- so then... Can you tell me about that time? You knew what you were dealing with, but how did that change the situation? So I suppose the description, when you Google and when you find out about Rett syndrome, what it is, and then you look at your little two-year-old, it didn't really match Mm. um, because she hadn't regressed fully. Okay. So she had a few more years to lose the skills that she had. So, um, you know, most of the girls don't walk. Kayla walked. Yeah. she was saying a few words, uh, Her, you know, their heads are meant to be smaller and not grow as much. Kayla's head was fine. She was okay. putting on weight. She didn't have an issue as as far as we knew when she was two with mm-hmm. food. She was mm-hmm. very hungry. She ate a lot. She loved her food. Mm. So um, it wasn't, I forgot what you asked me. Um, yeah, just kind of how <laughs> that happened to me last week. <laughs> halfway through I thought am I answering the question yeah (laughs) I suppose just how that unfolded how the next stage so you had got a diagnosis but not with that a kind of this is how we're going to deal with this plan so how did you deal with it for that next bit I mean that was the part where she wasn't really she began to not sleep for was it Emma your husband said longer than 45 minutes yeah I mean that was a big issue at that time wasn't it yeah I'd say we didn't sleep uh for about two years yeah, you know, um, because she can't. First of all, she can't get to sleep. She can't get. She can't fall asleep naturally. Yeah. The serotonin in her yeah 
uh, brain doesn't work like ours does. Yeah. So we gave her melatonin, to, which is a natural mm-hmm. uh, drug, um, but that didn't work. Mm. So we now um, give her clonidine, which is um, a drug for uh, for your heart, but it's the side effect is it makes it drowsy. Mm-hmm. And that works amazing for her and gets her to sleep within a half an hour. Um, doesn't keep her asleep, but it gets her asleep. So she's now at the moment we have it, I think she wakes up maybe 5.30 in the morning, which okay. is completely manageable okay. from, from 8 at night to 5.30. Um, but at the time, I suppose we fought using medication. And Did you? Yeah. yeah. So you, nobody wants to give their yeah, two-year-old. And as well, you think it's sleeping tablets as yeah. well. So you, you just don't want to give your child that and you'll try everything. Mm. Um, and we weren't even, I suppose, advised to give her, mm-hmm. uh, help her mm. with anything. Mm. Um, it's not till you start going on Facebook to other parents mm. and going Googling and finding out yourself what the solutions are. And then you'll go to your consultant yeah. and say, can we try this? Yeah. Um, because every Rett syndrome girl is different. Mm. And, uh, you know, the consultant has only dealt with, I think there's only 70 girls in Ireland who have yeah. Rett syndrome. So, so you're more of an expert, really, than exactly. the alleged yeah. the medical. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So so she was not sleeping. Was she the, the discomfort that you mentioned from the headaches? Was that? still there at that stage yes. Or had, yeah yes and uh, I, yeah and and i we don't know to you know yeah. sometimes even now when she's distressed there's no way of finding out mm-hmm. we can only rule out what how you deal with a an infant a baby mm. you know is she hungry thirsty tired and toilet the four things mm. and that's what we constantly do with kayla to this day mm. we have to rule out is she tired is there, is there something is there a stone in her shoe you know mm. is the hair mm. bobbin pulling mm. Um, there's no, you know, it's it's process of elimination, really. With Will you tell me about so your, wor- your work and w- like how you went back to work? How did you manage that after she was born and how you guys kind of divided up the division of care and figured that out? So you are a stylist and art director. Yeah. Um, which would involve a lot of travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so um, well, it became evident that one of us had to stay at home from it, it just it, there wasn't an option yeah um it made sense uh looking back on it now Kayla was light but at the time I thought she was extremely heavy and I found it very difficult to physically handle her mm-hmm. so um Emmett uh stayed at home with her mm. um and I went to work so um it was from two salaries to one salary mm-hmm. Um, and my job involved a lot of traveling. Mm. So, but, you know, that's what, that's what we decided to do to mm. keep that machine working at home and, mm. and keep everything going. And it was the best decision mm. we could have made because mm. she got the best care. He, you know, cared for Kayla like it was his job as yeah. well as a father, you know, and fought for her on, you know, with schools and, with 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 trying to get her eye gaze computer trying to get people to believe that she had something going on upstairs you know and that she was just trapped inside I mean it was quite difficult to try and make people understand that um so we spent quite a while trying to prove Mm -hmm. that she 
is locked in and that she takes everything in. She yeah. just can't process it and can't yeah. communicate. So she's aware. So she's very aware, but, it, but it's very difficult to test her. Yeah. You know, so we use yes and no's. We use our right finger to her left cheek and our left finger to her right cheek. And it's uh, every day, you know, do you want to wear this dress or this dress? This dress, yes or no. You know, all choices. Mm. So she tries to control, we try and have her control everything Mm. around in her world. Um, How was it leaving to go, like, was it hard to when you had to leave on work? Yes. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Absolutely heartbreaking. But, you know, it was heartbreaking to get the diagnosis. It was heartbreaking that she had Rett syndrome. But I'm not one to dwell on yeah. it. Re- I really am. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not. You know, it's, it's, crying is not going to get me anywhere, yeah. you know falling apart is not going to get her anywhere it's not going to do her any good so I suppose even complaining to anybody about the situation at home it if you start to complain then you're complaining about her okay Mm. so you know and she's the best thing she's she's an incredible child Mm. can we talk about the communication that um, you guys developed for her and the system that she now uses. Yeah. Um, and it was fruit, wasn't it? It came about that she was communicating she wanted a banana. Was that right? She Her favourite fruit is apple. Okay. And actually, it's one of the few words she's ever said. Okay. Up was the other one. Really? She wanted to be lifted up. <laughs> apple, she said a few times. And okay. then Mama and Baba when she was younger. But... Um, Yes, her. So she's she's definitely able to with flashcards as well. There was uh, how do flashcards work? So with pictures and words yeah. underneath. Yeah. Uh, which you would use for uh, toddlers learning. Yeah. yeah. You know how to spell and how to read and and yeah. um, what what certain things are. So we we were using flashcards with her, um, knowing that everything was being absorbed. Yeah. Um, we had a lovely SNA from the school working with her through July. And we said, you know, here's a deck of flashcards. Can you mm. work with these on Kayla so she knows what everything is and how to spell it? OK, so uh, you're holding it up. So you're holding up. So you're holding up broccoli and you're holding yeah. up flamingo. Yeah. And she did this and she Kayla got it right every time. OK. You know, which is where's the flamingo? And she'd look yeah. at the flamingo. Where's the broccoli? She'd look at the broccoli. So the SNA decided to cover the pictures and continue the flashcards with just the words. And lo and behold, okay. Kayla got everything right. Okay. So this is when she was, I suppose, four or five. Right. And this is when we were uh, struggling to yeah. try and get people on board. Because at that time, she, when she would have been going to school, she was still home full time with Emmett? She, she? No, she would have been going to preschool okay. uh, and she would have been going to the special needs school at this stage. Okay. She started preschool at three. Okay. A special needs preschool. Yeah. And then she, um, okay, so she was, yeah, continued. Yeah. But uh, I suppose she's in special needs school. Sometimes there's a lot of kids with autism. Yeah. And she could 
fall into that bracket quite easily and teachers are very uh, used to teaching kids with autism. Yeah. Um, and really, again, Kayla has special, special needs, mm. you know, so she needs to be treated differently and how she responds and reads and processes information is completely different than uh, autistic kids. Mm. So um, we videoed. Of course we do. <laughs> we videoed this, you know, and Kayla just yeah. nailing every flashcard and every word. And she was so chuffed with herself and so chuffed that everyone saw it and, you yeah. know, so that was the start to where we thought, okay, we need to get an eye gaze computer where she can actually start to, mm. uh, you know, find her way on pages and say, I'm hungry, I'm Will thirsty. you explain how that works, an eye gaze computer? So it, it is little, it's like an iPad, but yeah. it tracks your eyes, tracks your retina. Yeah. So they, the computer can tell where Kayla is actually looking and what symbols she's looking at, what pictures she's looking at on the screen. Um, so there's a picture for food, picture for hungry, picture for toilet, picture for bed, a picture for outdoors. Uh, and they're all symbols that she's learned to okay. represent outdoors, represent food, represent hungry. And it will have the word underneath it, mm -hmm. hungry, thirsty, tired, toilet. And she can, on that screen, look at what she wants. Then the, the computer will speak for her. Okay. I'm hungry. Mm. And then we know how to respond okay. uh, and it, it can go into a page then if it's hungry it will go into a page of her favorite foods okay. and she can pick yeah if, it, if it's vegetable or if it's a fruit or if it's dinner or if it's lunch then she can go into lunch yeah. she can pick what's her favorite lunch yeah so same with books I want to read a book um, it will go into all her favorite books okay and I'll just be able to pick the book that she wants read to her okay and those abilities are progressing despite the fact that this is a regressive disease. Are they there or they're maintaining a level? Mm. OK. Always up and down. OK. Five steps forward, sometimes six steps back. OK. There's no way of okay. controlling it. OK. So to say whether she's developed a lot since intellectually since she was five, it's hard to track it. OK. Some things she will have developed and other things she may not and other skills she might lose if you don't keep up maths keep up the, the words keep mm. up reading mm. she'll lose it okay so you guys got it was a matter of convincing the school that she needed the eye gaze computer yeah this was yes. something that would be beneficial and yes. you did that yes so yeah. we fundraised for her eye gaze computer it was okay. 15,000 um, and I think she was the first in her special needs school to have one okay um, and now I think it's becoming normal for nonverbal kids to have them. What kind of state support did you find, if any? We, I, I think we had to prove mm. that she was able to use it okay. before they would sanction it. Mm. But we had to buy one to teach her to use it. To prove that she... To prove. So I think now... It, when we need to buy another one, yeah, you know we've proven that. Okay, so back to the food because that's a big. That was always a big thing with her and a big yeah. source of pleasure, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. everything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like us all, <laughs> like her mom. Anyway. But uh, there's also 
um, and you will explain this much better, complications in terms of the nutrition that she can take and the nutri- out of food and the nutrition she needs. Yes. You might explain that. So one of the major issues with Rett syndrome girls is they don't absorb the nutri- nutrition from food like the rest of us do. Mm-hmm. She was in the bottom fifth percentile um, for her, her, her height and weight. So, I mean, she was emaciated. Mm. She, uh, you know, she, she was, if we didn't deal with it, she could have died from malnutrition. Um, so we got advice, we worked with dietitians and nutritionists in the Tal Hospital, and we planned meals and made sure they were jam-packed full of nutrition mm. and made sure everything was balanced every day and uh, didn't give her any processed foods. Um, and we got her up to uh, the median weight mm-hmm. for her age and height. Um, and now, she, I mean, she loves food, but but she loves good food. Mm. But it so, became quite a personal project for Emmett, yeah, didn't it? So it was, he, your brother yeah. was ill as well, and he started. So, uh, at the same time, Carl got diagnosed when when she was two. Carl got diagnosed, and he was then finding it difficult to uh, look after himself, mm-hmm. and he didn't want to go into a home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we offered him what we call now Kayla's Kitchen Food, mm-hmm. and filled his freezer full of meals for lunch and dinner and as he got the carers to come in you know as he as his as the MND progressed mm. they would heat up his food and it would be, you know this was healthy food to live off every day mm-hmm. um, and then my parents at the same time who were 80 mid 80s mm. um, were finding it difficult to shop and cook for themselves so mm-hmm. they started to order from Emmett Um, and as well when I was traveling and coming home it was amazing to be able to go to the Mm. freezer and pull out Mm. food knowing that it's that he'd cooked it Mm. knowing that there was hardly any salt in it it wasn't cooked with butter everything was full of nutrition was made with love and care and then I could spend the time yeah with the girls when I Mm. was there you know I didn't spend any time shopping or cooking so he was so, kind of supplying the whole family. So he's supplying the whole family with with uh, ready meals. Yeah. But nutritious ready meals. Which Buying was it six freezers to go in the oh back Oh my garden? god! Yes, you have a good memory. Yes, he did. <laughs> That's such a uh, just such a visual memory. Yeah. <laughs> Row of massive. So I would come freezers. home and there'd be one more freezer yeah. in the back garden, which he had, you know, built a shed. Yeah. Then every time I came home, I was like, Oh my god, yeah. what am I going to come home to now? And he he took it on as such a project and he, and he was right uh, you know he, and he had been at home he had been yeah it was probably this a was real um satisfaction for him to get stuck into something like yes, that i, I imagine absolutely an outlet yes and yeah. he loves cooking and yeah. he as i said before he took this on as a job yes this was you know uh he was going to get kayla healthy for, for you guys during that time did you ever get a break for the two of you together yeah no 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 yeah you know uh i mean i suppose the break would be seeing kayla healthy you know seeing things improve i think for a few years there was no light at the end of the tunnel yeah 
especially for the two years where she wasn't sleeping and she was angry and distressed and crying the whole time. I mean, we walked on eggshells mm. for years. Mm. Um, to say that it's gone, I, I'd be lying. You know, we still do. She's in respite tonight and last night, so I've, we've both slept and, mm. you know, things are a little bit... We breathe a little yeah. bit easier at home and uh, when she's around, we're just... I suppose there's always the guilt. We're not doing enough. Yeah. Are we speaking to her? Are we engaging with her? Yeah, I remember Emmett saying he was explaining to a, a new carer, you can leave her for what was it? it was a very short t- amount of time that you couldn't, you could kind of take your eyes off her. You can't. Yeah, you really can't. Yeah, unless she's yeah, it was sitting, like seven yeah. seconds or something. Yeah, no, unless she's sitting in a chair mm. and strapped in, mm. you can yeah. go away. Yeah, but if she's not strapped in, she'll fall off. Mm. Uh, she loves sitting on the sofa, but she ends up always on the floor. Okay. So um, you have to put her in her own mm. uh, seat and strap her in. Mm. Um, and sometimes you have to strap her legs down because she just wraps them around each other mm. and gets into quite a state and breath holes. And um, it can just bring on a lot of other issues yeah. as well. So it can spiral. Yes. Yeah. Um, so he bought the six freezers. Yeah. How did it go from that to being uh, a business, Kayla's so, Kitchen? I suppose you started to realise this is a massive difference in our lives. This is making a massive difference to us. It's mm-hmm. making a massive difference to my brother, to my parents. If when we went through the diagnosis and hell for a few years, if we were able to go to a company like Kayla's Kitchen and Mm. at least have our food sorted for us for a few weeks, Mm -hmm. a few months, whatever, and that we could live off the food and know that it was healthy and know that it was good for everybody. Mm. That would have been incredible. And why why didn't that exist? Mm. So you can buy ready meals, but can you live off them? Mm. And that was what we were looking for in the market. And it's also food that takes into account if there's a medical condition where there's specific nutritious yes. nu- uh, requirements, yes. isn't it? So yes. like if somebody has had chemo or has had a certain treatment that yes. means they need a diet. So it's not just this is well-made, healthy food. It's also if you need to take into account. Yes, exactly. And, and Which make, it really wasn't there. Yes. Because I think that's the real difference with yeah. you guys that it's there's that edge as well there's, yeah and it's and again all made in ireland mm. and all uh, meats are locally sourced yeah um so you can trust you can mm. track it yeah um that was important and i i i suppose if somebody had delivered hampers to our door yeah you know even when you know, Kayla was born and when I had the second. I was just going to say, that's what people do. And it is the most helpful thing it, to just yeah. deliver the casserole or whatever. Yeah. And you whatever. can't always do that if your friend is living yeah. like 100 miles away from yeah. you or if you're in another country or yeah. if you just if you're not good at cooking. You guys, is it nationwide delivery? It's nationwide. Yeah. 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 So so we now for, we've taken that business and uh, developed it and we deliver nationwide. Mm. to people's doors um, and uh, our customers are from new mums to f- people looking after elderly who want to make sure that they're getting nutritious food to people who just don't really want to cook mm. um, to busy 
busy um, people who live on their own and don't want to go home and cook and busy couples who don't want to go home and cook and sometimes it costs more money just to cook for one person so mm. uh, having that backup in the freezer of you know uh, nutritious food was it comforting for you guys I think Emmett mentioned this when we chatted before about when you have a child who's not going to be able to support themselves that you also that Kayla's Kitchen was partly about that about creating that kind of net for her yes so yeah I mean absolutely I suppose I could have continued working and traveling Mm. but at the end of the day you know we need to look to the future and and uh it was an amazing opportunity to it's a win-win in 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 the way we look at it it's it's helping others but it's also setting up a business for our family and for kayla's future Mm. um so we want to make sure that the uh, profits go into kayla's trust fund um, if anything happens to us that mm. she's cared for and that there's money there to care for her and that's I suppose our driving how do you cope with um, my counsellor calls it future thinking when you think too much about the future and then you kind of overwhelm yourself which you know no, I, I think we've both managed that yeah uh, you know do you think you're just naturally good at being in the moment with it or I think with the how do I say this without being too bleak? The future is not good mm. for Kayla's syndrome. It's, it's, you know, she's getting worse. She's finding it hard to uh, stay on her feet. Mm. Um, you know, her we, we describe her legs as like spaghetti. They're okay. getting worse. The taller she's getting, the harder it is to stay on her feet. And therefore, there are problems with that. Mm. She has her wheelchair, um, and the more time she spends in her wheelchair the worse her health is going to be. Um, So we can't dwell on the future. All we can do is try and make things as, you know, good as possible for her at Mm -hmm. the moment Mm -hmm. and try and plan to the future as best we can. Mm. But we can't dwell on it. Mm. Can we talk a little bit about how you have a younger daughter? Yeah. um, About kind of maintaining family life and not... As much as you can, but like keeping a sense of, I don't want to use the word balance because I think it's a bullshit (laughs) term that just makes people feel like they're not in balance. But you know that like there is other stuff going on and that, you know, within a very overwhelming situation. Yes. How do you? So I suppose it's become normal to us. Yeah. So in our house, we don't know any different now. Mm. Um, Jamie doesn't know any different. This Mm. is her sister and... Mm. This is, you know, she's got Rett syndrome and, you know, as she gets older, she's going to probably deal with it better. Mm. Um, you know, she's difficulties with it now and she'd like to be able to play with her sister. But mm. is there a two year age difference? There's three years. Three years. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, uh, I suppose it's not till Kayla goes away for a few nights mm. that you realize how much energy you have. Yeah. You know that when you usually when I put her to bed at night. I'm exhausted, absolutely yeah. exhausted, and I'm never able to work after mm. I put her to bed. Whereas when she's gone to respite, I'm always able to do a few hours work. So it's it's amazing how much more energy you have, and so you notice that when she's not around, mm. um, how much freedom you have. Mm. You're you're just um, not relieved, but 
you're able to you know you're able to do anything you want to do whereas you know when Kayla is there it's 24 7 mm. it's everything you've you've to feed her you've to toilet her mm. you've to you know if she's sitting down watching the TV you need to get her up after you know 20 minutes and keep her walking okay you know we shouldn't leave her there too long you need to engage with her you need to stimulate her or she will just be bored and mm. become depressed mm. so when you're with her it's I suppose constant guilt yeah as well that you're not doing enough you're never doing enough mm. um, as much as you know other people will look on and go oh my god what you're doing is amazing mm. as a parent you, yeah. you never do enough for your kids yeah. you always think oh my god I could do more yeah typical or not typical yeah. um, so yeah so what are it's normal for us is work your like again I, I hate that term kind of minding mum and like you know People kind of say they like put the oxygen mask down or whatever. But are there things that you do that you do find keep you kind of sane? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think the best part about working is people. Mm. I mean, I. I love people. I love big hearts. I. That's everything mm. to me. And I uh, I think maybe Kayla has made me be a lot more, ha- maybe she's made me have more empathy mm. with people and mm. a bit more understanding. Mm. Um, and so I suppose going out to work, I like that part. Yeah. I like working with people. I like meeting different people all the time. Uh, I like solving problems that people have or companies have mm. um, so, so that's kind of an outlet and a it is. bolster yes yeah. and I think as well I've been very lucky the career that I've had um, that I have learned so much oh, I think it's 20 years I'm doing it now mm. I've learned so much and I've witnessed so much with companies and how they work that I think I, I have quite a lot to offer mm. other, you know, smaller companies. Mm. So I think it would be a shame if that, if I don't give back, yeah. if I don't keep working with other companies because I've, you know, there's been a lot that I've mm. picked up over the mm. years working with different companies, being able to compare how do this, how this structure works, how that structure, how that strategy worked. How, you so your know, work really helps you thrive by the sounds of it. Yeah. Like you get so much out of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I, you know, with Kayla's kitchen, uh, I find it very difficult sometimes to promote it because it's so personal. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, I'm okay. able to look at another company, and especially, I, you know, yeah. I work in the fashion industry. I'm able to look at another company and say, okay, yeah. well, this is how you communicate to your customer. This is, you know, yeah. a hoop earring and a pearl earring. This is what a hoop earring says. This is what a pearl earring says. This is what this type of girl says. This is what this smile says. This is what eye contact says. All of that I can describe or or help companies, you know, um, do their imagery to communicate to their customer in the right way. When it comes to Kayla's Kitchen, because it's my family Mm. and because being inspired by my little girl, Mm. I find it quite difficult to brand it. Yeah. You know, and all the advice, oh, you need to brand, you need to tell your story. And it feels like it's made up sometimes, (laughs) you know, whereas... This yeah. is actually the yeah. truth. It's 
you know, the food is made with love and care because we eat it and we give it to our daughter. Yeah. You know, to use that as a a tagline. I know. I feel, oh, you know, so I suppose I need to get over that. And, yeah. and Because we are, this is why we've set up the company is to try and help people help themselves and people help their own families. And it's now, Emma, it's full-time yes. employment, isn't yes. it? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and, uh, you know, our customers range from people who've come out of hospital after chemo to people who've just broken their hand and can't cook for their family to moms who have, you know, three babies to take care of. Mm. To Are you in contact with a lot of parents whose children have, whose daughters have Rett syndrome? Uh, yes, Would worldwide, there, yes. Okay, so yes. it's online, an online yes. community. Yeah. Yes, Okay. Yeah. Is that helpful? Um, very helpful. Yeah. Very helpful. Um, just if you have, I, I, again, Kayla has certain uh, issues that are very rare in Rett syndrome, where she wraps her legs around each other and mm. um, certain stereotypes that aren't typical to Rett syndrome, and I haven't been able to get the answer okay. to that. And uh, I don't know. I mean, it's becoming a a major problem with her where um, if she continues to do it and we don't control it, that, you know, it may damage her, how her legs grow. Okay. Um, so, you know, and, and I've emailed and yeah. Googled and, yeah. uh, you know, and there are no answers. And I suppose when you ask for advice and you mm. ask people, what should we do? You know, there is that look in people's eyes. She has got red syndrome. Okay. You need to deal with it. <laughs> did you go to counselling and then I got to deal with it? Uh, yes, did we you? did actually. Yes, we went to an amazing counsellor um, in Delgany who helped us. Um, together? You and yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the first few years we tried to get to counselling but we couldn't yeah. because practical reasons is who's going to look after Kayla when we go out to counselling. Mm. That was a big problem, and it still is. When we need to go to a meeting, the production that goes into getting somebody into the house so mm. that we can mm. go out is quite difficult. Um, we're lucky we have respite services mm. every two weeks. Mm. Um, but the counselling was incredible. Really? Definitely. Mm. Really, really good. Really good for both of us. In what sense? Like what? In what way was it? What were the things that it really helped with? I suppose Except just a mirror she's holding a mirror up to you and you're speaking and the more you speak the more you realise what the problem is you yeah. know, it's not necessarily it's more how she questioned things she never gave any opinions Okay. really she's just repeating things back to you and yeah. I suppose that's the talent in certain yeah. counsellors yeah. Um, uh, she, yeah she, and, and just highlight it yeah. yeah. things that we were doing and highlighted that Jamie's picking up on everything. Okay. You know, and that to be very careful, I suppose, and all the attention we give Kayla. Yeah. And make sure we have fun. And I think actually that was one of the things that came out of the counselling. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Make sure, you know, that your family and your home, that you, that you laugh and that you have fun and, yeah. you know, that it shouldn't be brought down with this Rett syndrome. And that was what I was going to ask you last when I interviewed you guys in your home. 
Emmett said something about you have to find the joy mm. and it seemed it was really genuine like mm. it was obviously is something he does mm. yeah <laughs> it really struck me at the yeah. time it really yeah. struck me you have to remember to to laugh and to just appreciate the things mm. you know that Kayla is an incredible fantastic child and what she deals with every day I don't know how she smiles but when she smiles it's infectious and mm. Jamie as well so mm. we have two wonderful daughters and we need to I suppose look forward to look back and never to have you know to remember that we will regret mm. this time if we don't enjoy it with yeah. the, our two young yeah. gorgeous girls we'll regret letting Rett syndrome take over it's taken over enough mm. you know we mm. don't want it to take over our whole family life okay speaking to other moms who in, have their children help them cook and I think you know Jamie we can now start to do that okay but you can't do that with Kayla yeah and that was the problem she's in another room yes you know in her chair yeah yeah yeah, she's not beside and if she's off the chair she's a danger because she'll burn herself on the cooker so okay we can't have her so therefore we're isolating her when you're cooking yeah I don't enjoy that yeah and that is the reason yeah. if I had two typical children I would incorporate them I yeah. would have them chop vegetables I would yeah but I don't with Kayla so I want to read her a book yeah I want to chat to her yeah over cooking what's your favorite thing to do with her read her a book really cuddle her yeah. <laughs> chat talk to her yeah. question her yeah um that's when she comes alive okay when you start talking to her and make her, she knows that you know what's going on inside. Okay. That you believe in her. Yeah. That you know she's not a baby. She is an 11-year-old child. Okay. And you speak to her like an 11-year-old child. Yeah. She comes alive. Really? She, oh, to see her. She's just, it's incredible to see. And then, you know, you notice people who speak to her like a little baby mm. and speak to her like an 11-year-old. Mm. My mum speaks to her like an 11-year-old. Mm. She just adores my mum. Does she? Absolutely. And my mum's not very mobile now. Yeah. And she just gives my mum all the attention. Really? Just wants a hug of my mum. That, that's very special. Yeah. She knows she's got Rett syndrome. Does she? Yes. She definitely would prefer to be a boy because boys don't have Rett syndrome. Okay. <laughs> she she's said totally this. Has yeah. she? Yeah. Okay. Yes. She knows she's Rett syndrome. Okay. And, and what does that understanding mean for her? Yeah. Okay. It's not fair. It's not fair. Mm. She she can't do the things she watches her sister do. Okay. Very much so. She's very aware of that. Does that come up a lot? That her dealing with that feeling of unfairness, which she mentioned a lot. It's, it's up to us to break open that conversation. Okay. And do we do that? No. Yeah. And that's probably bad of us. No, it's not. <laughs> What are you struggling with now? Struggling with uh, the relationship between my two daughters, Mm -hmm. Jamie and Kayla. So how to basically encourage Jamie Mm. to play with her sister or interact with her sister, talk Mm. to her sister, to have some empathy towards Mm. her sister. Um, and so then I would think, well, I'm doing something wrong if it's not coming naturally. Mm. What do we need to be doing? Mm. And then I think, well, maybe we don't need to be doing anything. Maybe we just let it happen. Mm. 
So I'm constantly questioning that at the moment. It's, you know, she, she's at the moment, Kayla's away for the three nights uh, in respite and Jamie's getting all the attention. Mm. So therefore, what message is that giving to her? Mm. You know, and yeah. little things like that. What age are they both now? Uh, Jamie's eight okay. and Kayla's 11. Okay. Um, I'm struggling with, like every mum, the balance. <laughs> <laughs> Although we hate that word. Um, with um, trying to, I suppose, get the word out there of Kayla's kitchen mm. to people who need to know about it. Mm. Um, and sometimes, uh, as much as it's a company that everybody can use, because everybody needs those meals in the freezer, those nutritious meals in the freezer for when you run late and, you know, when the kids are hungry and you haven't shopped. What's really important to me and Emmett is that people who are struggling and are in distress Mm. have access to our food Mm. uh, or that friends of theirs know that they can order our food and send it to their friends or family who are in distress. Yeah. That's getting that word out there. Yeah. Um, and that's difficult, and that's time. Mm. Uh, and it's time I don't have. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think, I keep thinking we'll get there. And I suppose the positive and the flip side of that is I keep focusing on we're very lucky to have set up this company and have experienced what we experienced. Um, and I suppose this solution. Um, but it's down to how we run the business now and that's scary. No one wants to dwell on it and, and I suppose but we should we should do that more often. No, you shouldn't don't tell yourself you should do anything you're doing. Looking amazing as it is.